Hello, hello, warriors, witches, and weirdos. Welcome back to my heathen hearth. I'm your host, Ryder, and this is Shield Maiden Podcast. Welcome back, friends. A very blessed Ostara for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, and a blessed Maven for those in the South. And for those who don't know, Ostara is the spring equinox. Ostara has a little bit of a conflicting origin. Many people think that it is like the original Easter or that the Christian Easter is stolen from the Germanic goddess of dawn, Ostre. And while the meanings and symbols do have a lot of overlap, they are actually pretty mutually exclusive. Ostara and Easter and Ostre are three separate things. Um, Ostara was created in like the 1950s, I think, um, by a somewhat problematic uh, gentleman named Gerald Gardner, the OG, the original granddaddy of Wicca. But nevertheless, it is a pagan holiday that celebrates the sun's return, the warmth of spring, the the rebirth or awakening of the earth and all its creations. It is the first day of spring. Spring is sprung somewhere, not here. Um, New England is still cold as fuck. But it is officially springtime, and that means that garden season is just a few weeks away. And that truly makes my little green witch heart so happy. We did take a break from the pod last week. Sometimes life gets in the way, you know, and that's okay. Sometimes we need to give ourselves like a little break and take the pressure off. I always say anytime a creative endeavor starts feeling like a burden, that it's time to take a break and step back and reevaluate. And I absolutely love doing this podcast. I love the community we have here. You guys are amazing. You guys are so supportive. So thank you for letting me you know, take a little mental health vacation last week and just being so understanding. I was actually super busy last week with other things. Uh, Last weekend was my dear friend B's bachelorette weekend, or witchlorette weekend, as we called it, and they're getting married on Beltane of this year, which is May 1st, and so we spent the last few months planning like a little weekend getaway in a cabin in the Poconos, just our little coven, plus our bestie-in-law. That's what we call our the bride's best friend slash maid of honor. She is our bestie-in-law. We love her. She's adorable and just such a sweet soul. And she was actually a surprise. B didn't know that we had secretly been scheming to invite her best friend. Um, so that was really special to facilitate like the reuniting of best friends who I think they said they hadn't seen each other in like a couple years um or since since the pandemic so it was fantastic everyone hugged and cried and it was beautiful so we started the weekend off bright and early on Saturday morning like 8 a.m we went to get matching tattoos we all got a little skeleton key on our wrist which was so cute and perfect I think it has like a little bit of a different meaning for each of us um but still like unites us as a coven which is great um, for me personally, not only is it appropriate, number one, as a Hecatean witch, because as we know, Hecate is the keeper of keys. She's the goddess at the crossroads. And she shows us the way, she shows us how to open doors and gives us opportunities. Um, but specifically, the key on the wrist, I think, is a nice little reminder. Almost none of my tattoos have actual meanings, but this is kind of fun that this one has a real meaning to it. Um, but it's a reminder to, you know, be open-minded and continue to actively manifest my will and be my own key bearer 
and, you know, open my own doors, create my own opportunities. And nothing is off limits when you believe that you have the key to your own destiny, right? Plus they look dope. They did a really great job. So that was really cool. We got tattoos at this new shop that is owned by an artist who's a former colleague of one of my coven mates. And her and her husband very generously opened their, their shop early for us and and got us in before we took off for the weekend. So after tattoos, we hit the road, we got lunch at a cute little diner, we road tripped it up to the Poconos, and this is where it gets kind of funny because as a group of very particular earth signs, um, we have spent months planning this weekend like down to the minute. We had like built-in time for like content creating and everything and we were so overprepared and so ambitious but then we got there and settled in and we kind of just ended up like cooking up a ton of food and smoking way too much schmied and watching Lord of the Rings and we, then we watched uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and we just kind of like nerded out in our comfy clothes surrounded by like wine and carbs. And you know what? I really wouldn't have it any other way. Um, we're all so busy in our individual lives. I think like many of us are. And I think we just really needed a break, even just for like a, a brief, what, like 36 hours. Um, we had planned to do like this whole masquerade themed dinner and like a very elaborate marriage blessing ritual and we had some crafts planned and we did none of it. Like, we, So we just, we, I mean, we'll, we will do it. We repurposed everything for a later date, um, especially our ritual. We, we really want to send be off into the next stage of her life blessed. And um, I think we just really needed a good old fashioned girls night slumber party, like just laughing our asses off and eating cookies late at night and snuggling and yeah, it was a fabulous weekend. So we woke up Sunday and we went to this really cute little brunch spot. We got some absolutely massive decadent lattes. They were egregious at best. And we dressed up like hobbits and took pictures and we got a lot of stares and side eyes from the locals. Um, but it was amazing. And then we came home happy and re-energized. Being around my coven always really gives me like a big sunshiny boost of energy. And I definitely rode that energy wave all day Monday, getting my house back in order because my husband was home with our kids all weekend. Um, and I got unpacked and got back into a routine. And then Monday night's new moon came around and just torpedoed me into the couch and just parked me there for like two days. I mean, of course, like I, I did my regular routines. I did like take care of my home and my kids and school and the dogs and everything. But like, as soon as the sun went down for two days straight, I was just done. Like just mentally, my brain was scrambled eggs. I was checked out. And this is really interesting. And it's actually our topic for this episode, lunar witchcraft, um, or living by the moon cycles. As practitioners, we tend to align ourselves with the different moon phases, sometimes by accident even. And some people, you know, feel very empowered and charged by the full moon. And some people, the full moon tends to be a little chaotic and exhausting. I know anyone who works in healthcare uh, would agree that the full moons can be a little chaotic. But on the flip side, some people find that they have the most energy during a new moon. And others, like myself, uh, were practically catatonic under a dark sky. 
But let's get into this two card tarot poll real quick before we start. And I'm reading from the traditional Rider White Tarot as usual. And this week, the guides are giving us the Five of Swords and the Empress. Now, this is interesting. So, traditionally, the Five of Swords is meant, it means like defeat, right? It can be somewhat of a negative omen, giving us themes like serious conflict, stress, hostility, uh, maybe even like some self-sabotaging behavior. This is not how I tend to interpret the Five of Swords. You can if you'd like. Um, I tend to look at it based off of the art on the Rider White Tarot. And the Five of Swords, you see a person picking up swords there's like some scattered on the ground and he has some in his hands and he's looking out over the ocean behind his shoulder and this to me shows kind of like the aftermath this shows like the walking away after a defeat or a surrender walking away after like overcoming stress or challenges and it's quite literally picking up the pieces right like i don't see that as a bad thing i see that as kind of neutral it's it's kind of just like a necessary act to be stationary and collect yourself before moving forward. So if you're feeling like you have really been going through it, maybe you've had like some recent happenings that are less than ideal, um, just know that this is a good time to pause and just accept it, surrender to the defeat, and you know, pick yourself up and, and try again. You win some, you lose some, but neither define you. Now the Empress, my girl the Empress, she is traditionally associated with things like pregnancy, fertility, motherhood, not in my case, but she's also a very strong sign of femininity and femininity in the divine sense. She is sensuality, she is creativity and harmony. And with her, I see a lot of signs of creating art, seeing beauty, seeing the beauty in small things. So paired with the Five of Swords, I'd say that now is a good time to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and rely on your feminine attributes. Lend yourself to the creative process. Allow yourself to explore the emotions that you're feeling and listen to your intu intuition. And, and be empathetic, be soft, especially with yourself. Give yourself grace, go easy on yourself. So piggybacking on that yummy feminine energy, let's talk about Her Majesty the Moon. The moon is inherently feminine, opposite the masculine sun. Um, and like all things, she is cyclical. The moon has a cycle. It goes through phases. Figuring out how your own behaviors and patterns can align with the lunar energy can be extremely beneficial, especially in manifesting. Lunar living encourages us to view life as cyclical, finding the cycles in everything rather than linear. And when we do this, we tap into the ancient rhythm of nature. Anyway, this is like centuries and centuries millennia old. Um, the idea that through connecting with the wisdom and power of the moon, we can rediscover our own instinct and intuition. It's sort of like an inhale, exhale, right? We rein in what is what we believe best serves us, and then we exhale, we release that which no longer serves us. Now, this has become very popular and mainstream, like all things in witchcraft, and, you know, thanks to things like social media and witch talk, and it's not hard to see why with, you know, the uncertainty of recent times. Um, I think it's, you know, more people have been turning to astrology and moon mapping and tarot cards and things like that for answers. 
Now, the moon and your astrological sign is... Your horoscope's not going to solve your problems overnight. You can't predict the future by looking at the stars. I wish we could, but you can't. Um, But what we can do is, like I said, align our rhythms in our own life with what feels most comfortable in the natural world. I'd say, to put it really simply, it's a way of using the eight phases of the moon to sort of like check in with yourself, whether it's goal setting or manifesting or like just generally living your best life. And what better way to live your best life than connecting with like this four billion year old rock in the sky, like it's magical as fuck. And personally, I find it's a fantastic reminder that we're part of something bigger and greater than ourselves, Um, especially when we tap into this celestial energy. Now each moon phase lasts around three, three and a half days and is associated with like a particular energy. And these are not set in stone, no pun intended, but you can use the lessons associated with each of these energy phases in your own life um, and in your own way sort of to like propel you along. So starting off with the new moon, sometimes called the dark moon, this is where the moon is barely visible in the sky. Um, the new moon's like a fresh start. It's the phase where you can barely see it. The sky appears to be basically black, and it's like a clean slate. Um, this can be a really great time for shadow work, since it is the dark moon. It's also a really great time for starting over, making space for new energy in your life. And it's a good time for cleaning out your darker spaces, whether that is literally or metaphorically. It's a good time to clean out that junk drawer. And a lot of people like to take this time to set their intention for the next cycle. And it's a good time to take a moment to cleanse your space. You know, exploring your shadow side can be very intense. It's very emotional work. And it's always good to do with a clear head. So new moon, new me, fresh start. Take a deep breath. Ground yourself. Cleanse. And from a practical magic standpoint, this is a really great time to literally clean your spaces, like reset your altar or sacred space, you know, give your floors like a good wash with moon water. Um, Think of the new moon as day one. The next phase is the waxing crescent. Waxing meaning the visible part of the moon that appears in the sky, it appears to be getting larger. It's like a little sliver and it appears to be getting larger. And think think wax on, like Mr. Miyagi, right? And when you see that first little sliver of the moon in the sky, this is the action part of the lunar cycle. Now that you know what it is you want, it's time to start putting things into motion. That might mean like applying for that dream job or standing up for yourself at work, finally asking for that promotion, like, you know, finally hitting the gym, finally starting that journal or reading that book. And... This is the time to take those first steps. The the manifesting, the visualizing, the affirmations, this is when we get the ball rolling and we start actually putting in the work. And I think this is a good time to mention that moon water can be made at any time during the lunar cycle, not just the full moon. In fact, it is really helpful to use moon water with a particular association to do spell work. When you're, you know, for example, if you're doing a spell to attract success or health or prosperity. Those are things that you want to bring in. Those are things you want to grow in your life. And so it's best to use water from the stage in the cycle of the moon that is waxing when the the moon is growing, Um, you know, like the waxing crescent. But yeah, just keep that in mind when you're spellcrafting that it might be beneficial to add 
moon water from a specific moon phase with those correspondences rather than just full moon water. Next we have the first quarter moon. This is when the moon gets brighter and we see exactly half of the moon illuminated in the sky during the waxing half of the cycle. This is the part where everything comes together. At this point you can allow yourself to be guided and you can just embrace every chance that comes your way. And this is also the point where things start to come to fruition. You might start to see some results and if the new moon is like planting the seed and the waxing crescent is that seed germinating, then the first quarter moon would be when we start to see a bud. Um, it's like the first signs of life. And, and with that, we have correspondences like perseverance, motivation, reconnecting, growing, creativity, and navigating obstacles. And this is where people tend to give up. A lot of times this is where we maybe run into the first bump in the road when it comes to our goals and it's really important to remind yourself at this point that what your end goal is remind yourself where the destination is and remind yourself to keep going next we have the waxing gibbous this is when the moon looks almost full but is not quite there yet um, our energy levels are growing with this part of the lunar cycle and we're starting to refine and clarify our ideas here. The, the picture is really coming into focus. And this is the time that we want to get all the last little things in order. It's the time to put all those last little things into place in order to hit your goal that you set at the new moon. And just give everything one final push and take note of like maybe where you slipped out of good habits. This way, in the next cycle, you know where your weakness is. A waxing gibbous has associations with refinement, perspective, alignment, trust, success, and high energy. And then in all her glory, we reach the full moon. The full moon can bring some really high emotions and intense energy. And this is when the moon is, of course, brightest and fullest in the sky. And it brings all those emotions to the surface. It could be for some a time of celebration, and for some it can be a time of chaos. Regardless though, I'd say this is a great time to celebrate at least what you've achieved. And if there's anything that you haven't done, or if there's anything that you missed out on or lacked, this is a really great time to work out the why. Did you get in your own way? I know I'm always getting in my own way. Um, but empowerment comes from learning. And so learn from how you failed so that you can avoid this and be better in the future. Now the full moon is very special. There are 13 full moons in a year and they are the wolf moon, snow moon, the worm moon, the pink moon, the flower moon, strawberry moon, buck moon, sturgeon moon, the harvest moon, the beaver moon, the, the beaver moon, the cold moon, and the blue moon. The entire lunar cycle is approximately 29 and a half days and if you are someone who owns a uterus, typically a menstrual cycle is also around 29 days. Um, the full moon is also a representation of the collective feminine, so you can do with that what you will. I take that to mean that it's a very powerful time to work with other women and to honor the divine feminine within each of us. You can do this by making moon water, charging your crystals, cleansing your spaces, all the usuals, indulging in a full moon bath or moon bathing if you have the means to bathe in the moonlight. Personally, I think it's really fun to have a little bonfire on full moons. Um, in witchcraft, fire is often associated with the masculine, so I feel like it's a nice little balance. 
But also, like I said earlier, the full moon is when I personally feel like I have the most energy and being at my peak energetically is a really great time for ritual and spell work. The full moon's correspondences are celebration, gratitude, reflection, expansion, protection, charging, healing, and femininity. And now we begin our descent as we enter the waning phase. This is when the moon starts to get smaller in the sky, and I love a waning gibbous. The waning moon is all about resting and reflection. Reflect on the full moon workings, reflect on how you felt, use this time to do some self-care and relax. This is also a really great time to check in with your goal progression, in, like in the long run, the larger picture. See how you've progressed in the last 29 and a half days comparatively to since you set your original goal. And then just adjust accordingly. Ask yourself what's holding you back and then be open to, you know, receiving lessons from those blockages. The waning gibbous is associated with cleansing, negativity, healing trauma, forgiveness, resting, recharging, undoing curses or hexes, and getting rid of energies and reflecting. This brings us to the last quarter moon. This is when we once again see exactly half of the moon in the sky, but this time on the other side in the waning phase, meaning, you know, just the moonlight is dwindling. Um, this is a really great time to surrender and just release all negative emotions. If you're someone who journals, this is a really great time to do some positive affirmations in your journal. Um, just generally like let go of the bullshit that's holding you down. If it doesn't serve you, then burn that shit. Write it down, tie a rope around it, and burn that shit. Toss it in the flame. You don't need it. It's weighing you down. The last quarter moon is associated with breaking bad habits, decluttering, breath work, and calming the nervous system. And cleansing, because of course we are readying our spaces both physically and mentally, preparing to start over with the incoming new moon. And finally, right around day 25 of the cycle, we have the waning crescent, the final phase. And this is when we see that last little sliver of the moon in the sky before it goes dark. And in this final phase, your energy may feel low, but your spiritual and emotional intelligence will be at its peak. So slow down and, you know, make some time for self-care and rest because you are going to need all the energy you can to prepare for the new moon. So honor yourself and all that you've done on the accomplishments you've made in the last few weeks, and just prepare yourself and your space for the cycle to start again. The Waning Crescent is associated with meditation, balancing, healing of illness, um, breaking hexes, and in some case, even exorcism, if that's your thing. I think a general rule during the waxing phase of the moon is you wanna be bringing thing, things in that you want to be manifesting. And then during the waning phase, you want to be releasing. So that's just like a good rule of thumb. If you're thinking of doing like banishing work, that means you want to get rid of something. And if you're getting rid of something, you do that during the time of when the moon is on its descent. Um, so then on the flip side, if you want to bring more of something into your life, you do that when the moon is growing. Now there are specific correspondences and histories that are associated with each of the 13 full moons during the year that I named earlier. And we will get to that in another episode. Now, as a witch, non-witchy people are always asking me how they can incorporate astrology or horoscopes into their daily life. This is like the number one question I get all the time. And my answer is always pay attention to the moon. There are so many benefits of syncing 
your life and your cycles with the moon. People have been doing this spiritually and agriculturally like since the dawn of human civilization. So I know it might be a little bit woo woo if you're not a practicing if you're not a practitioner. Um, I'm not saying you have to like only get your hair cut during a waiting phase or anything, but the moon does have an undeniable pull on our mental and physical energies throughout its cycle. So even if you don't believe in it, you know, believe in the moon's effect, I'd say why not experiment? Give it a try. Spend a few weeks setting your life to the moon's rhythms and just see what happens. All right, friends, that is it for today. If you are a lunar witch or if you have experienced living by the cycles of the moon, I would, of course, love to hear about it. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Silver Shield Maiden or email me at shieldmaidenpod at gmail.com. And shout out to at Waxing Libra on Instagram. Thank you so much for your words of encouragement. Your message really made my week. And I love hearing your feedback. So as always, thank you for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!